0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sacred Souls podcast. I'm Mariel Heather, and this is episode five, where we're going to be talking about the power of connection. I'm joined today with Danielle Holman, who is a yoga instructor, Reiki certified healer, and an amazing photographer. So thank you, Danielle, so much for being with us today.
1: Hi. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I love podcasts, and so I'm very happy to be a guest on your podcast. It's such an honor.
0: Thank you. Yes. I'm so grateful that you're able to be on today, especially with everything going on in the world. So, yay. Um, I just thought for starters, you can just kind of introduce yourself and just say who you are and what you do here in beautiful Sedona.
1: Sure. Um, My name is Danielle Holman, as she said, and I was born and raised in Sedona. I'm very close to my family and have always been really into two things, like sports and health I kind of categorize those together. And then the arts. So I started taking photography classes in high school. And then by the time I got to college, I decided to get my Bachelor of Fine Arts in photography. And I graduated in 2013 and came back to Sedona, where I have a lot of roots here. I have a lot of connections. And I started building my photography business from the ground up. And to this day, I take Wedding photography, family portraits, marketing and branding photos, um, all couples, and pretty much anything to do with people, any portraiture. Um, I do all of the portraiture, babies, mamas, everything.
0: Yes, and you have done my pictures as well. So, for anyone listening, if you do follow me on Instagram or um, have seen my website, you know, you've taken a lot of those pictures. Um, so, I wanted to have you on for this episode about the power of connection because I feel like what you do is all about connection. And, you know, that theme um, intertwines our lives so much and your business, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But- I want to touch, like, the. So, I have two photography businesses as I see it. Um, one is called Danielle Holman Wedding Photography. And I want that one to be super clear that I'm the photographer and that that website and those photos are for wedding couples. But my other photography company was originally called Align Eye to Eye Photography. That's a really long name. um, But the reason why I picked it was the idea that I wanted to be in alignment with my clients. And I wanted to see eye to eye with them. I wanted to understand them um, and be able to capture their beauty from the inside out. Um, Even when I'm working with families, I really want to connect to the family and then also photograph the connections between family members, whether it's mom and dad or dad and son, Um, all those little kind of things that happen is one of my things that I'm passionate about uh, photographing. Um, Now I'm called Danielle Holman Photography just because it's easier for people to remember my name, but I still use the tagline align eye to eye and I still have an Instagram handle um, called Align Eye to Eye Photography. But yeah, my goal is to be in alignment with my clients and work with people like Mariel and yoga instructors. Um, I, I work with all sorts of people, but really, it's people who I dive with.
0: Right. Yeah. And I talk about, you know, being in alignment all the time. So I feel like that it's really important when you work with someone to make sure that they're in alignment with you, like whether it's photography or even just me as a healer, you know, you don't want to work with someone who doesn't understand you or where you're coming from or your vision. Um, It's just better to really be able to relate with someone.
1: Yeah. I feel like most things are actually collaborations, if if you know what I mean. Like, for you, it's like, you're collaborating to help heal the person, but the, her, the person has to heal themselves as well. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. glad you said that because I always say that healing is a co-creative process. And, you know, like when I heal, you heal. And like, not to sound cliche, you know, but we yeah. all we are all connected. Um, it's so true. So I want to touch on the fact that you grew up in Sedona. But before we get into that, um, I just want to explain how I think it's so amazing that, um, you know, I grew up in New York where like right outside of New York City, 30 minutes away, and the population is 13 million. So I come from like a very heavily populated area. And you grew up in Sedona, where I know now the population is 10,000, but it was probably less when you were growing up. and you know, everything like just not just the population, but like the scenery, the environment, um, the people, you know, everything is different from where we come from, yet we still have so much in common. And we have like a special bond, and we are in alignment with each other. And I just think that's a really um, magical and beautiful thing, because it really shows that we are all connected, like no matter, you know, where you come from.
1: So true. It's so true. Yeah. So I think you're asking me like, how my upbringing was in Sedona, there's like, I think a few things to address. So it was wonderful. I really like playing sports, doing the arts and being outdoorsy. So Sedona was a really nice fit for me. In fact, I gained a lot of friends because we had smaller um, clubs for sports. I particularly love soccer. So the nice thing about being in a small town as I started playing soccer with these women, and we continued on the same team pretty much all the way through high school, and some of these ladies are still my best friends. And I think that's really unique to a small town is you get to grow up with the people around you and, and form these like almost like tribes. Like I feel like my girlfriends here are like a tribe, and it's because we also share uh, experiences that happen in Sedona when you're raised here. Um, I think one of the things that we all have to have being raised here is it's like a Mecca for spirituality in Sedona. I mean, it's beautiful here, but people love spiritual um, stores here. Like We have, I don't know, maybe seven, maybe to 10 crystal shops at least. And um, speaking of crystal shops, that was like one of my first jobs was literally working in a crystal shop. It's called Plural. crystal <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like share that. Like some of my other friends also have worked in crystal stores, um, and like worked in the same sorts of small restaurants and stuff like that. So we have that in common. Um, I remember having experiences from, you know, working at a restaurant to working at crystal shop of just like different spiritual healers connecting with me. Like one of my, um, memories was I was working at what was called um, the hideaway restaurant and I was just bussing and it was slower there and I was like young teen Um, and this psychic came and was like I was just so impressed by his ability to like even know my mom's name like that was kind of like weird but he was like from another country too like I could tell like at first I didn't believe him and I was like oh you know you know my mom and he's like no I'm just like psychic and like told me a few things about me that made sense. And, you know, you just like have those kinds of experiences in Sedona. You come across psychics, and then you also have people who are old and retired and have a lot of money and who are super Christian. And then we have a beautiful um, Buddhist temple. Like some of my friends' um, families helped make the temple that's here in Sedona. Um, In fact, they asked me and Callio... Just maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, to help replace the flags, which was like a big endeavor, we had to get a giant ladder and replace all the flags. But what I'm, I guess, what I'm trying to get at is that Sedona is has New Age people, has Christian people, has Catholic, um, but it has a mix from all over the world about different belief systems, and so we are all just kind of exposed to that as we're raised and like I think people's intention no matter what spiritual belief they have has usually been a positive experience um and another like really strong memory I have was when I was working at the crystal shop it was like later at night and there was like no one there and I was a senior in high school and I was really struggling with the idea of graduating and moving away from Sedona and um going to college and um A Reiki master came and I didn't even know what Reiki was at that time, but she came to the store and she basically was letting me know that I needed to have a lot more grounding. And so she did some free Reiki on me. Um, I like remembered past lives of being a bird with her, which is like really weird. And like, I think I sound woo -woo when I say that, but these are the kinds of experiences that (laughs) happen when you're like born and raised in Sedona as you work or like you just run into spiritual people. Um, with that said, I would say Sedona has quirky people. Um, and it has people at every level. Like there's, I think I was talking about this with you, Mariel, the other day, like there's people who are maybe a little overboard and like hard to even believe or understand when it comes Mm -hmm. to spiritual beliefs and like don't know sometimes it's just way out there but you're also like I'm used to it so I'm not judgmental but and then there's people who are a little more grounded and it feels a little bit more legit so
0: um because I feel like you from like in my opinion I think like you need that balance like you should not be like so grounded to the point where like you're not tapped into your spirituality but at the same time you, you know, it's really hard, um, to just like be so out there and not be like grounded and also right. Like you need to also be present in this reality. And actually, like now that you're mentioning this, I remember last year I met this girl off of Instagram, um, in Sedona and we met for coffee because she said that she was a healer also. And, you know, I just love meeting new people. And she told me that she had moved here with her husband. And I said, um, you know, like, so what are you guys doing to make money? And, you know, we were just talking about, like, their income kind of and, you know, like, just what they do for a living because she also said that she has, like, some young children. And she was just like, oh, well, we're just leaving it up to Spirit. And I'm like, okay, that's great and all, but, like, is is Spirit going to just, like, drop money in your lap, you know, like, and pay all your bills? Like, I feel like you also, like, you know, listen to little
1: effort." (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Listen to your intuition. Yeah. And listen to spirit. But then also, you have to take inspired action. And, like, long story short, a few months later, I saw on her Instagram that her and her family were actually leaving here. And I wasn't surprised. And it was because they couldn't, like, sustain it here. And I was just thinking, okay, that's kind of a perfect example of when you just say, like, let's leave life up to spirit because it's really, you need to have that other element added in.
1: Right. Yeah. And, like, for me personally, I've had that nice grounding and that nice like contrast to like the Sedona woo woo uh, spiritual environment, which I'm you know saying woo woo is like I don't know, they're all different levels. But I my parents were Catholic, so I was one of those people who had to go to church every single Sunday. Um, that wasn't in alignment with me. I didn't like Catholicism. I was always playing the devil at the devil's advocate when I had to um, like go to what is it called? Like kind of like church camps and stuff where they make like, or youth groups or I don't even know, but yeah, I mean like, so I, I came from a Catholic background, but I didn't vibe with that. I kind of vibe with more just being a good human being and have having spirituality be a part of my life. And I would say like Sedona instilled that in me. I would give like Sedona full credit for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spending time in nature, running into all these people with different beliefs it's, it's really fun. It's in like having friends from multiple religions too. like the stupa is so beautiful and I'm so grateful for, um, my friends, the Middletons who kind of had me come to the stupa and be a part of that practice too. So, um, there's one thing I wanted to say. I think it's just like, I just lost it. It was about like being here in Sedona, being born and raised. I don't know. It'll come back to me. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: I do have a question that I've been dying to ask you about. So, <laughs> um, so I always tell people that, you know, we are all intuitive and that even if you don't feel like you are, you know, like at a soul level you are and that you can, you know, kind of train yourself to just be more aware and to tap into it, into your intuition. And um, since everyone is so you know, well, not everyone, I guess, but like since there's so many people here in Sedona that are spiritual, um, if when you were growing up or even now, like if you meet someone who doesn't understand spirituality or doesn't know at all, like that they can even tap into their intuition, um, like how does does that seem like weird to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, like I, I think I was saying how Sedona kind of bred me to be a spiritual person to look inside myself. Besides that. I was always encouraged, encouraged to do the arts. I was encouraged to hike. I was in, encouraged to be a part of nature, um, to be connected with my community, those kinds of things. So when I graduated high school and I went to ASU, you can imagine that was quite a exciting, um, but different experience. Um, in fact, like some of my memories was. The thing about growing up in Sedona in a small town is in high school, I didn't think I was close to certain people, but then I would see them on this giant, you know, campus with thousands and thousands of students. And it's like, even if you never talked to them and you knew them in high school, like we'd like go up and be like, oh my gosh, how are you? It was like, if we just had this like Sedona connection, because it is different. I mean, we had a class in our high school that talked about um, being accepting of all, you know, gay people and bisexual people and people of color and just like basically a class that talked about reducing prejudices. Um, So we have like that kind of like connection of intention here.
0: Was that a public school?
1: That was um, a public school. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and like wow, one their, was that favorite. they did that because like, yeah. the, they coming from New York and there was no, there were no classes like that.
1: Yeah. And like one of my favorite teachers legitimately made us have a grateful journal and would like make sure that we wrote in our grateful journal. And she was my favorite teacher. Like we read amazing books in her class, but the grateful journal was like something that I kept for the rest of my life. And that's like something I learned in high school. And I feel like what you're saying, like, you don't get that on the East Coast.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, if you do, I don't know where, but I can only speak from my experience. And I know just people that, you know, I grew up with, like, they didn't have that either. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's just so amazing how it's, you know, we just find each other, you know, we find our tribe. Um, Because, like, when we moved in New York, you know, it wasn't um even though it's very diverse and it's kind of like you know considered a melting pot there weren't like people didn't really talk about spirituality and um, maybe they do more now but I do feel like New York is kind of behind or the East Coast in general is behind um like the West coast in that way um but yeah growing up no one really was into spiritual stuff and I remember first uh well I mean I was always intuitive but I when I really got into it is when I was 16 and you know I had, some friends that were into it with me as well, but it wasn't like the normal thing at all. And there was, you know, there were no sound baths. They were like, you know, I didn't know what Reiki was. I didn't know what any of these things were because none of these things were offered. And I definitely did not know what a gratitude journal was or anything like that. So that's just so amazing that your school um, provided classes like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that was really unique and we all shared that. So like when we saw each other on this huge ASU campus, it was like you shared something with that person, even though maybe you never even really talked in high school. Maybe you just had like a class together. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like a cool thing. It's like Sedona, people born and raised in Sedona definitely have that bond. And so when we go outside in the world, it's not (laughs) jarring because we kind of know we're in a bubble. I don't know, like some people had a hard time being born and raised here because, um, you know, there's not as many people to connect with um, a few of my sisters have really close friends like I do, but one sister in particular, her class just didn't have a lot of friends to choose from. And I know that a small time, town, like lifestyle was a little bit more challenging. Um, now she's like living in Australia, <laughs> across the world. Um, she just loves to travel. She loves to be outgoing. Um, she's a nurse and her husband's a doctor Anyways, it's like, it kind of depends on the person. Like when you talk to me, I loved being born and raised here. And, um, it's probably a huge reason why I came back is I've always loved it. And I always felt like I felt like I had everything I would ever need from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. you know, along a home, friends, good food, like a family that really nurtured me. I have friends that in Phoenix, now we're gonna get to that part. So it's like, it was a little bit more challenging to find close friends in Phoenix, but I did find a few of them and they're still friends (laughs) with me today. In fact, I actually found more guy friends than girlfriends um, because I came from this really strong, I would say like tribe of girlfriends and we all just cared about boosting each other up. But when I went to ASU, it was like not that same vibe. And I think that's something that is out in the world where women kind of almost like can be a little overcritical and like tear each other down a little bit to try to build themselves up. Um, And that was just not, I was just not into that. So I honestly didn't really make any new girlfriends or not very many of them. And I haven't really stayed connected, but I did make a lot of guy friends um, because guys just seem to be more chill in general, uh, and less gossipy. So I do have some really close guy friends from ASU and from Phoenix, and um they they tease me sometimes. They're like, Oh, like you're just like this sweet little unicorn from Sedona, like living in like the fairy tale world. Um mm-hmm. they didn't have the story. They didn't have the the that sort of community and home environment. And like, I'm very lucky. I have two amazing parents and um, three older sisters and we're just a very tight knit family. Um, And I'm actually something to add is I'm third generation Sedona. So my grandpa moved here when it was dirt roads and like barely, it was just like an old Western town. And he started building houses from the ground up here Um, And then taught my dad how to build when my dad was out of college. And after my dad had like explored the world a little bit, he moved here, um, learned how to build from my grandpa and was really good at it. And so started building houses and buying property and improving the property. Um, And so that's what my parents do here. Um, And he's teaching my husband and my brother-in-law how to build. They've already built a fourplex and they're working on a triplex right now. But so... It's really cool being a third generation Sedonian. And um, there are certain families, like if you ever go to Sedona, you have to go to Indian Gardens Cafe. They are also third generation family running that restaurant. And they've improved it every generation. Um, And there's this really strong bond between those families that have been here for a while. Like I love, they're, they're called the Garlands. I love that family so much. Um, they're really cool. And it is really unique to have that sort of community vibe. Um, during, I think I was talking to one of my friends like a few weeks ago and we were talking about the coronavirus and she was saying how one of our mutual friends lived on the East coast and was like feeling freaked out. Like they needed to like get ready to go into the forest and like, I don't know, buy guns and stuff, which I think is nuts. Um, and like we were saying, we're like, I'm so happy we're in this like community. Like, I don't know. I just feel loved up and supported in this community and and very fortunate to, to live here. Um, with that said, I want people to know that a lot of times people move to Sedona and it like, it's hard to fit in at first. It's actually hard to get into the community, but it's like, once you do, you're in, um, but because everyone else is so close, I think it's hard to come in as an outsider and feel like you fit in right away or um, can even find community because a lot of times people are doing their own things or running their own business. They're going on hikes. They're going on bike rides. They already have their friends. So it can be a hard community to come in and be a part of. But once you're in, you're in. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Sedona, like the energy of her herself is like, if you're meant to be here, like things will open up for you and like the, um, and like the way will kind of be paved for you. But yeah, I didn't, um, like ever since I've been coming here and since I had my house here, I've definitely felt like everyone's been so welcoming to me and so friendly. And I don't know if that's just because I come from New York where people are kind of like rougher. (laughs) Um, like they always say, once you leave New York, like everyone's like way nicer and um, so I don't know if it's just, you know, everyone's just so friendly here, but, um, I've definitely felt like really welcome and, um, I feel like I fit in here as well.
1: That's but, really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Cause not everyone feels that way. Sometimes people will come and be here and then be like, oh, I have to get out. Like, I just don't feel, you know, connected, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of retired retirees. There's a lot of Airbnbs. Um, so it is harder to find that if you're looking for like the younger family community, it can be harder to find at first, but if you keep looking, it's definitely there and we're all definitely connected and supportive and yeah, we just, it's a great community. Um, one thing I want to point out is my niece goes to a school, um, I think it's called pronounced Wardolph. <laughs> Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and she's just so happy. I mean, they they're really have a theory of allowing the kids to play outside. They go on hikes. They celebrate the seasons. Um, Isabel's an amazing artist from going to this school. And I think it explores other, you know, of course they do math and they do spelling and stuff like that. But I think it's a very unique school in like trying to raise kind people um, and people who are a little bit more in touch with nature.
0: That's so cool. I would love to go to like nature school (laughs) if I was growing up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really unique. And I actually get to take all the kids' portraits. um, And I always have a blast. Like, you know, instead of the typical like screen in the background headshot, I, you know, if the kid wants to climb a tree, I literally take their school portrait of them climbing in the tree. You know, usually I try to get them to stand where I want. But if they're not, Wanting to do that, then I, I play with them a little bit and then I, I take their portrait and, and that's the kind of vibe that's there. And that's that's what the parents like, you know, is mm-hmm. is uh, that kind of being a little more intuitive about things. And so one of your questions is when you go other places, <laughs> like, is it weird that people aren't as intuitive? Not weird because I like, it's like we're aware that like not everyone thinks like this, you know, mm-hmm. or like, uses their intuition. But it's definitely a contrast. And like I said, I, I just have friends who tease me. One of the things that I struggled with talking about a lot at first was I'm a big nerd for astrology. I love astrology. And then when I would talk about astrology and apply it, some people would kind of play the devil's advocate and, and very much challenge my ideas and I always felt like it was hard to explain because I was so good at using my intuition and understanding if something felt right or not right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I diff- definitely had challenges like, and I always would feel weird people being like, Oh, like I don't think I ever really look like a hippie cause I'm like kind of more like athletic, but I'm like hippie yoga girl from Sedona. I don't know. Like I feel like everyone does have that impression of us. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, especially, like, we do like crystals. I mean, I like crystals. All my friends like crystals. crystals.
0: (laughs) And if anyone's listening, you know, people who listen to this podcast, they most likely are into crystals as well. Otherwise, they might be in the wrong place.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, we all kind of have that in common. And um, it can be judged on the outside. But for the most part, I find, like, sometimes it's hard to talk about with people who are so kind of not in- connected to their intu- intuition. Um, but I've seen people kind of transform from just hanging out with me and Calio and my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but it's like yeah. they they have to warm up to the idea. But, <laughs> first.
0: So I always like to do some takeaways in my um, episodes. So I was wondering if maybe there were three, um, three things you could tell people, like three pieces of advice, I guess, if they are maybe living in a small town or just in a small community and they want to like either, not just for business, but let's just say they want to like make new connections, but there's just only so much, like so many resources that they have, or just so many people in their town. Um, like, are there three things that maybe you can help like tell them to do to kind of branch out and to different ways to find their tribe or to meet new people?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost you have to get out there, um, and you have to look on what groups are on Facebook because a lot of times in small towns like in Sedona there are Facebook groups. Um, there's here, there's a a couple of different ones. Like I, I go to a group called XYZ, and it's younger people trying to make a difference in our community. Um, and we just recently met some new friends um, through that group, and and we've been rock climbing with them and hiking with them um so i think finding finding the younger groups uh through facebook or just through word of mouth and then hanging out in places that younger people or you know people in the community hang out i know that chocolate tree is really popular here in sedona and so people make connections at chocolate tree it's a very unique restaurant in sedona they serve chocolate and they serve a lot of vegan food a lot of self-conscious food. Um, Indian Gardens, I I mentioned there. So it's like a lot of young people go there. So you have to figure out where the young people hangout spots are. Um, Creekside Coffee is another one. I meet people there when I go and work on my laptop there. Um, But yeah, really finding what groups exist already and like being actively a part of them and then finding out which local spots people like to hang out at.
0: And what if the town is just, like, so small and you don't have any of those things? Like, should you maybe try to look for, like, the nearest bigger city and just try to maybe connect with people there or maybe Facebook groups there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on, like, if you're living in a small town, I would hope that you like some of the small town life you know, like going on hikes and stuff like that. So like if you're a really big city person who needs a lot of interaction on a daily basis, like a bigger city might be a better option for you. But if you're just trying to make connections in your community, yeah, you can try the the next town. I know like um, on the East Coast, I went and visited Asheville. I had a friend who has a farm there and um, organic restaurant and stuff like that. And I know there was a bunch of small towns next to each other and we would go, um, drive into the other town to go to a really awesome yoga class. And that's like another thing you can do to find friends is like, find the yoga studios, find the fitness studios, be a part of them. That way you're going to meet people, um, figure out what sports are being played, or if there's book clubs, that kind of thing. So either in your town or the town next. And then one more thing I want to point out is that I have met people through Instagram. I hashtag, you know, Sedona, local. Yeah. I hashtag these kind of Sedona hashtags. And sometimes people reach out to me through Instagram. So online is a good way to meet people too. Um, you can always use hashtags, follow those hashtags of like, you know, whatever town it is, um, and see what people are posting. And like, oftentimes people will ask me these questions. Like, hey, I just moved here. Like I noticed that you're a photographer here and how do I meet people? And then I can tell them about X, Y, Z and I can tell them about these different places where they can meet people and, you know, favorite spots that people like to go. So it's like, if you can't find those places, find someone who knows about it and don't be shy to ask questions. I'd say ask people questions and, you know, if they're rude about it, just move on. Shrug your shoulders. They're not nice. They're not the right person and then move on.
0: Yeah, and for every person you meet that isn't in alignment with you is, like, one step closer to meeting, like, someone who actually is.
1: Yeah, totally agree with that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like when you said Instagram, that is such a important one because there's so – I mean, so many people. I mean, almost, I would say, like, like almost all of the people in my life right now who are the most aligned with me. Like, a lot of them I met through Instagram so I would say, like, don't underestimate the power of Instagram. It's really incredible how I could connect you with people, like-minded people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And going to events can be really cool, too. I mean, events might be people coming from all over. But I've met locals in Sedona who I really love by photographing the Sedona Yoga Festival. So if you have festivals around your area, try to go to them, try to be involved. Like that's a really great way to meet people.
0: Mm -hmm. No, and I'm glad that you're saying this because you're a really good example, because I do have a lot of clients that will tell me that, you know, like they live in a certain town and that there's nothing to do or there's nowhere to meet anyone, Um, you know, just all these different things. And, you know, maybe that it is a small town and maybe there is less to do, but I feel like you're living proof that, you know, you can be in this like really small community and you can still find so many opportunities. And I always just try to tell people, you know, not to have a victim mentality. And I feel like what you're saying is so important because there are ways around, you know, like it's not like to, I guess maybe don't be so close minded um, and just be more open and maybe more resourceful because, like you said, I mean, if you try all these things, like you'll definitely, you're bound to meet someone who's like-minded.
1: Yeah. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there and don't take other people personally. Those two things combined is really important just in life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you say don't take things personally, um, I want to, this like reminds me, I want to recommend the book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's life changing and taking things personally is something that I have struggled with in my life for a long time. And that book helped me so much and it's really short and I just listened to it. I downloaded an audio book and listened to it in the car. And every time that you need a reminder, you can just like literally listen to the book in like an hour And just have that reminder of how to not take things personally.
1: There's one more thing I want to add to is, and this has been my own personal lesson. I think as I was growing up, I was actually very shy and I was lucky to have the sports that connected me with all these women. But I do, there were times where I felt left out and I realized afterwards, now that I'm an adult, I kind of left myself out. So sometimes we feel left out, but we left ourselves out because if you're not reaching out to the friends you already have, you're leaving yourself out. Like you you cannot expect other people to reach out to you. You have to take charge. You have to be the one to reach out and listen and be interested in other people. Right. That's the key component in building connections and community. Right. Yeah. And I would say
0: like just to have that balance. Cause I mean, you don't want to be the person that always reaches out and feel kind of like, okay, would you ever even like talk to me if I like never contacted you kind of a thing, but also at the same time, you don't want to just sit there and wait for like to think that that person is just going to reach out all the time too. You know, it's like, you want to have that give and take.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is a give and take, but just realize like, if you're feeling lonely Think about how many people you have reached, like have tried to make connections with. Sometimes we just expect other people to reach out to us.
0: Right. I love that. So I know that you said that you were going to generously offer a 5% discount um, for your photography services. If they were listening to this, we'll yeah, kind of explain like what they will get and kind of how you work and how everyone can find you?
1: Yeah, sure. So I have two websites, um, www.DanielleHolmanWedding.com. And that is for anything couple. So it could be proposals, engagements, weddings. It can be smaller, intimate weddings or larger weddings. And I'm happy to put a per, uh, 5% discount if you happen to be getting married or engaged. Yeah, yeah and people you want, want to their wedding them. pictures or
0: engagement pictures in Sedona. It's like the most beautiful place.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like seriously, people come to get just their engagement photos here, and I have so much fun. Um, Sedona is a wonderful option for that, especially if you want to take a small trip once all of this crazy um, COVID stuff is over. People are welcome to come back, and we can take engagement photos here. Maybe you even want to plan a wedding here. Let me know. Um, and then on top of that, I do have, and what I think. Is really important for this group of people listening. Is I do do marketing and branding photography and portraiture. So if you have a business, if you're a yogi, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're just looking for a headshot, or you're looking for photos for your business to represent your business online, or even just represent yourself. Um, you know, maybe you want to do a creative portrait shoot. You're welcome to come. Um, I offer many different packages depending on the amount of time and the amount of photos that you're looking for. So 5% off on that. And then lastly, um, I do have multiple family photo sessions that I offer, maternity sessions and newborn sessions. And yes, some people do come to Sedona for their baby moon, which is really fun. It's like you go on this baby moon when you're really pregnant and we take some photos and then you remember that time with you and your husband, and your pregnant baby belly with, um, beautiful Sedona in the background. So, um, I do travel all around Arizona. So if any of you are listening and you are from Phoenix, I often go to Phoenix and I don't charge any extra to go to Phoenix. Sometimes if it's a newborn shoot, I work from homes. So like, if you just had your baby, you don't want to leave your home. I do come and take photos inside the home. So, um, Yes, that's, that's it. All, all of those things, I can give you a 5% discount and um, I'll be happy to work with you.
0: And I know that we were talking about you coming to California to see me, to do more photo shoots there. Um, could people, if they're in California, could they contact you for maybe when you're out there?
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. I love, I mean, California is really not that far away um, and I love the ocean and I love the beach. So if i and a bunch, you know, all around the same time, that's perfect I would love to do that. And one thing I didn't give was, um, so I gave you the wedding website. I also have Danielle Holman Photography. I think really to see my up my uh, most recent work and updates, uh, you'll see pictures of Mariel because we just took some this week. Go to my Instagram feed at Align Eye to Eye dot Or photography. So I'm going to spell that. It's A-L-I-G-N-E-Y-E-T-O-E-Y-E Photography. So, you can find my Instagram. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, you'll probably be able to find my handle by looking at Mariel's photo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll be tagging you. So, there's no way anyone's going to be able to miss finding you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of my clients do connect with me on Instagram because I'm very good at keeping up with Instagram. I post daily. So, um, Instagram is definitely the place to see my portfolio. Um, I love it and yeah let me know if there's anything else that I can do for anyone just feel free to ask me questions
0: okay yeah and I wanted to mention one more thing that I feel like is really unique with about you as a photographer is that you have like all these different packages like you mentioned so that means that there's different price points and I know that a lot of times like from me as a consumer point of view you know it's like sometimes wor- you want to work with a photographer but you just feel like priced out because they only have like one huge package and maybe you just need like a few pictures or like there's just a project you're working on and you want some pictures for that or like you were saying like some portraits um, so I really love how you have those different price options and so I'm just t- telling this to people so that they don't just assume like oh my god well it's probably a million dollars because it's probably this like whole long shoot and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you give people so many options. And I love that.
1: Yeah, I really listen to people and I hear their needs. And then I direct them to which collection I think would be the best. And if, if that's not perfect, I often do custom collections. So um, yeah, I mean, I I love to listen to what you want. I think that's a unique part of what I do. And you'll probably notice on my Instagram and on my um, websites is that I really do focus on color and nature and bringing kind of the essence or the beauty of somebody's soul, you know, alive in a picture.
0: Yeah, you're very good at that. I feel like I know like everyone that I when I see people that you post about. I'm like, okay, I feel like I could tell what kind of vibe they have just from your pictures.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I love I love it.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us about the power of connection. And I will post all about you and when, um, when this episode is up so everyone can find you. And I know that this information is going to be so helpful for to everyone. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week.
1: Yeah, thank you, everyone for listening. And I just want to say one more thing. If anyone is, uh, has questions about Sedona or coming to Sedona, feel free to um, DM me on Instagram. Yes.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: Thank you.